You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, airing as always from Phoenix 92.5 FM and on Spotify and all over the internet as always. I am Keanu Calicon and I am with Introduce Yourself. Ahoy, Daryl O'Connor here guys, what's up? Ahoy hoy, well I mean I'm sure they know you are by now but just in case this is your first one, this is going to be a big marvel themed episode but first before we get into all the spy stuff and time stuff and rocks watching tv dara how's your week been oh it's been busy it's it's hot it's sweaty it's horrible uh <laughs> not not enjoying this at all um but look it is what it is uh we're still here we're, we're we had a um a lot to talk about this is our second attempt trying to do the show this week uh, because of you know, <laughs> tragically, three laptops and a brin were lost in the attempted making of this episode. Yes, they were, they were. Um, but yeah, so we're recording this on a different day. It has a different feel to it. But you know, I, um, you know, even though we don't have brin here, uh, Keen, we would be remiss to not do an episode this week. Of course, yeah, because this week, or kind of just in and around the last fortnight, we have had. Uh, Black Widow come out, which is the first kind of proper Marvel film in about two years. We've had the finale to Loki, which is sort of obviously there's another one coming, but the last of the sort of big string of Marvel Disney Plus projects uh, in the main universe. And we have had uh, Deadpool and Korg watching some Dalmatians. So, I mean, you know, it's definitely a sort of you're waiting for a bus and three come at once thing. Uh, so before we kind of get into that, like, uh, Dar, do you have any kind of strong feelings on the Marvel universe? Is it your passion? Are you like ambivalent to it? Kind of where are you at with it? Um, I don't really care. Um, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, with WandaVision, like uh, we said this last year, um, with everything, I was kind of like, you know, once Endgame came out, I was kind of like, all right, I'm happy enough to kind of leave the, the whole Marvel thing here. And then one division came out, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is amazing!" And then one division finished, and the way it finished was really disappointing. Mm. Um, but you know, like it is what it is. You know, like it's one of those things where I think at this point everybody kind of knows what you're gonna get with 
with the Marvel Universe. You know, I think it's like there's no point being upset about it. There's no point kind of really being um, too entrenched with your opinions either way. It's and we'll, we will talk about it as we go into each of these things. I think there's a lot of really good stuff there, some interesting stuff there. Um, and definitely enough to even get the most jaded of Marvel fans excited. But um, there are problems. Um, there are concerns. There are things where I'm like, oh, God, I don't. Um, I have absolutely no interest in this. Or, oh, God, it's exactly what people said it was. You know, I think like, you know, we've, we've been here as well where we've had Katie talk about it. And, you know, it's a shame she's not here because she would be like the perfect person to kind of speak on this because this really is. I feel like I'm going to say a lot of what she would say. Um, so I don't really know where you want to start with this. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what, we'll start with because as of Marvel did kind of at least the MCU started with the movies. We'll start with Black Widow. Have you seen Black Widow yet? I have seen Black Widow. Now, here's the thing, right? I did not hate Black Widow by any stretch of imagination. In fact, I really mm. liked it. I thought it was quite good. But, you know, and here, okay, right. So there's a couple of things on it, right? So again, everything I'm saying here is, is, a, is a but, right? But <laughs> it, 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 it's a but with a, it's justified. And what I mean by that is it's like, Black Widow is a good movie. Mm. But Black Widow is a movie that doesn't need to exist in 20, what was it now? 2020. 21, unless you're listening from the future. Yeah, um, in, in 2021. You know, mm. okay, or even this, let, let's not let's not be that cringe. Mm. Um, it doesn't need to exist post Endgame. Right. It's a movie that fundamentally is now like Steve Rogers, it's out of time. Mm. And that's fine. That is fine. Like again, like the the whole thing we're watching now, the Loki thing is all about out of time, right? And that's fine. But the reason why Black Widow feels weird is because this movie should have come out. A long time ago, like it, yeah, it really should have come out before, um, before Endgame. It, it feels like okay, you know what was weird, right? So Captain Marvel is a movie that didn't need to exist. Period. She's a character that doesn't need to exist. Um, like black, like Black Panther, you know. But you know, it is what it is. Like at least that kind of made sense. Yeah, um, and all it, the all the outrage and all the people clicking off earlier. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hear, hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. Okay, reason, okay. The, I don't mean tease. No, no, the reason why is like with with um Black Panther Civil War did enough for him. Mm. I'll be honest with you. Like I think he's one of the coolest characters, he's one of the coolest things about Civil War. Oh, I see. Uh, In terms of you're talking of essential to the yeah, plot building this, up to Infinity War. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm with I, you now. Yeah, okay, I'm not, okay. I'm not I'm not talking about personally. Right, like, right, this right. is just not it. This is like I'm just saying from like as a as a as a stripped down mm. uh character piece of what what's more important. You don't need these, right? So you didn't need a Black Panther movie mm. before Infinity War because it didn't really change anything. Mm. It didn't bring anything to the table. There was no real air-shattering things other than Bucky getting an arm, but then they already kind of touched on that and touched on it better in uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm. right? So that didn't need to come out. Uh, Captain Marvel didn't really need her own movie beforehand because she wasn't even really in infinity war or Mm. endgame she just kind of showed up for five minutes and then disappeared i was like okay but you know who was in both those movies for long periods of time black widow black widow you know who was leading shield for long periods of time was it black widow yeah you know who had the vest and black and black (laughs) yeah this is i mean it was like oh you know who died spoilers in endgame yeah 
Well, that was the biggest twist ever because I thought she was the one guaranteed safe because Black Widow had been announced to be coming out, you know. But here's the, and that's actually fair, but they did kind of deal on it by saying Mm. that all the women are Black Widow. They're all Black Widows. So her sister now is going to be Black Widow, obviously. Well, well, let's get kind of, are we doing spoilers now or are we just talking abstractly? Folks, if you haven't checked out Black Widow, thank you for listening to the show. <laughs> Please come back to Nerd to Know Media and get the rest of the show because we are going to spoil this. We're going to spoil Loki and we're also going to uh, spoil pretty much everything. You have been warned, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, Jesus, it's just going to be us now listening to it. But sure, let's give it a go. Uh, yeah, they'll come back. <laughs> they'll come back. <laughs> You'll be back. Uh, but no, it's um, I to kind of circle back to what you're saying, like uh, I kind of had a similar sort of ambivalence to Black Widow, uh, not because like, I mean, I love the character, like, you know, but it's when in the run up to this, I heard that like, oh, there'd be some bits in the 1990s and there'd be some bits of Civil War and some bits. And I thought, oh, OK, this is going to be like a bigger story than just a sort of MCU installment. And you're right, it is just sort of in the space of Civil War. Yeah. I um I I'm right in the middle with this film. I did enjoy it more than I expected to. I did like how dark and kind of gritty it went for a mainline Marvel film. They usually kind of hide that in the corners of the TV shows. Yeah. I I have mixed feelings on it though, because like I straight from the get-go, I had the feeling of like a very accomplished film director who wanted to show off and like possibly like a first time writer which isn't a bad thing but like there was definitely like in that first 10 minutes in the 90s I'm like oh that picture book's going to come back that thing yeah, well, look, is going to come back I, that's re- going to come back you know, you know and I, I did really like the opening I thought the opening was great oh it was very atmospheric it was yeah, very yeah. good it was very good Um, the movie kind of you see <laughs> There's no stakes in it. That's the problem. Mm. Because like, and again, this is the problem of, of doing these. This is the problem that every prequel has. Mm. Fundamentally, this this is like the downfall of prequels and why prequels are not really a good thing to do at nine times out of ten because you already mm. know where you're going, you know? And it's like you knew Black Widow was dying and you knew she was dead. You're like, there's no coming back from that, you know? You're not, yeah. you're not you know? And they made it very clear that she's dead, you know? Now, I think what would have been better for this is if they had have put this in Black Panther spot, right? Or or even just before Avengers Endgame, right? Right. Where like, they changed nothing except the end credit scene, right? They changed nothing because they put the, they put the Captain Marvel uh, end credit scene in, mm-hmm. right, instead. And um, yeah, you're you're going into it, you're grand, and then Captain Marvel shows up and does something. Yeah, and so like Captain Marvel will return in Infinity War, and you're introduced to it there. She goes, "Hey, look, I'm here. Um, I'm here to to say uh, to help out, whatever." Oh, like, and then she disappears. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> she does not. She gets a, she gets a dig from from Thanos that sends her halfway across the battlefield. Mm. She's gone. And even and that's in the Battle of Endgame. Oh, that's not true. She destroyed his whole bloody ship, and then she's gone. Well, I mean, like it's. I suppose it's kind of like the Dragon Ball Z thing of you have to kind of keep finding reasons to get rid of the most yeah, powerful but, thing. It's the reason they throw the Exodia cards off the deck of the ship. Exactly, but that, but, that no, I don't mind no, too but, much. No, but what I mean is that could all still be there. 
Right. There's no reason for her to have a movie to explain how powerful she is. She can just do it. Well, and then, like, you know, well, then that circles back to the point of like uh, something you're kind of hitting on, which is do Marvel movies individually have worth if they don't contribute to an they, escalating story? Because at the moment, do. they're not escalating towards anything. That's a lie. I, dis- I disagree. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How come? Well, this, that's what I mean, right? This movie, this uh, well, no, okay, right. (laughs) They are and they aren't. Like again, Mm. this is what really annoys me about this movie, right? It it does both, but does neither. Like, okay, if cat actually cat, the more I think about it, Captain Marvel would have made more sense now because yeah, because they're going so big, right? They're right. going so big where you're like, okay, well, remember her in Infinity War and Endgame? Well, here's our backstory. And then you, you drop you drop something about the new one because they're obviously trying to go towards um, secret, war, yeah, secret yeah. wars and all that kind of stuff, right? That's what they're going towards now. And, and out towards the cosmic. And Captain Marvel is quite cosmic. Mm-hmm. So it would make way more sense. With, with, um, but this one, it doesn't really do anything other than explain where the vest came from. And you're like, oh, there's the vest. And then at the end of it, that's when you get your payoff as they're building towards the Thunderbolts, you know, where mm. your um, your woman comes back who, you know, recruited um, Captain America or US agent yeah. um, in the TV show. So you're like, oh, cool. But it's like, this was a waste. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was a complete waste of time. You know, it, it's and it was a bad movie. I thought it was a really fun movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I would think people would have appreciated it a lot more if it had a came out in service or something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. No, like, like, um, it's I uh let's actually talk about the plot a bit just in case there sure. are people listening who may not have seen it but also don't care and just want to hear our thoughts on it. So yeah, okay. the the rough kind of shape of the film is that we start out in the nineteen nineties with yes. Uh, young Black Widow, her sister, kind of sister, air quotes, Yelena and her mom and dad, but they're all kind of secret Russian sleeper agents. And they, yeah, they're, 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 they're KGB. Yeah, the thing, yeah. They really wanted this to be during the Cold War, mm. but it would make no sense if it was during the Cold exactly, War. So yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. have to kind of be like, it's the Cold War, but not. Really. Oh, it's fine. Hydra comes and goes. I, yeah. I don't, I don't mind that stuff. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Uh, but then the meat of the movie is that we skip to Black Widow in the, we'll say present for the purpose of convenience, but in the Civil War bracket, mm. and um, she is gradually reunited with her sister, and it turns but, out um, that you, you missed a big, you missed a big one. So she's on the run, right? She's on the run, right? Um, obviously because of what happened in Civil War. Uh, by siding with Captain America mm. and Thunderbolt gender Thunder uh, not gender General Thunderbolt Ross who obviously right. was in the Hulk and Civil War who wrote the, the so, uh, Soviet Accord angry mustache he, uh, man yes uh, yeah exactly he um, you know and he's obviously putting together his own team and they've been you know he's behind this whole uh, Dark Avenger thing so that's what they're building towards. So obviously, you know, he has a ab- abomination is coming back in She-Hulk. They have uh, John Walker, and now they have Black Widow's sister. But remember, they're peppering stuff throughout this whole thing for a wider universe. But it's a lot of setup. But anyway, 
yeah, you know, I couldn't leave him out, man. He's like super important. <laughs> That's true. I think they've super kind of important. traded him out for the the actor from Seinfeld now. But uh, in oh. any case, the kind of the meat of the story is that um, the sister Yelena, played by uh, Florence Pugh, who I hope I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I didn't uh, know that was Florence Pugh. I know. Well, that's well, just how she good looks, she is. Oh, here's the thing. She is amazing. She's, oh, yeah. in, she's in A Fight With My Family, which is a phenomenal movie. Even if you don't like WWE, it's actually a really good movie. No, I've heard good things about that one. It's yeah. super good. But she's also in Midsummer, which well, I watched both of them in the cinema. I love both of them. So I did not realize they were the same person. But here's the thing. That's the sign of a good actor, a good actor, a good actress, right? Mm. You're just complete. She's so young and she's so good. But she's you know she's one, she's the only actress that i can think of where i see her in something i don't know it's the same person because yeah. you just lose yourself in, in, in kind of the alpha melina quality yeah i completely get it's that. unbelievable like like was she in little women as well she was yeah she that's was. the only thing i'd seen her in before this but here's the thing right watch actually yeah no watch fight with my family it's a really fun movie mm. uh midsummer's not a fun movie but a really good movie yeah. And you watch it through those and you're like, oh my God, she's so great. And then you don't even realize it's the same person. So mm-hmm. I didn't even realize she was in this. <laughs> Which until is perfect quality for like, you know, a secret agent or something, like, you know, a spy, mm-hmm. like, you know. But uh, yeah. that's why, I mean, I'm, I, I won't get too far into the plot now because we're saying kind of on the relative cusp of spoilers. But basically uh, what the film no, is about no, nothing is... Ha- nothing happens. Well, hang on, hang on, let me see. So, um, Yelena early in the film discovers that there's lots of other Black Widows and they're all kind of psychologically programmed to obey commands and there's a magic kind of chemical that can release them. And so she recruits, um, I keep going to say Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow, Scarlet Johansson. I did that too. Black Widow in this. I I know, it's so confusing. It's red hair. Anyway, um, so she, they basically get the gang, the family back together that wasn't really a family, including the guy from Stranger Things and Rachel White's. And the middle bit, which is my favorite, is just about getting the family back together. Yeah. And just Strong, to kind of keep strongest part, you know, the, yeah, the action kind of going now and again, Taskmaster turns up and that's kind of the meat of it. It's a it's a sort of a spy type mystery thing and i really appreciated that element of it i wish it had been a cleverer film yeah because it w- like it to, wasn't, i mean it, everyone it, goes to it because winter soldier is a really good spy thriller but yeah. this one didn't have a lot of kind of clever surprises to it no it's which, not a smart which, movie. which is the thing that held it back for me it's not a smart movie it's it's not obviously not written by the russos i think it's written by your one who wrote uh or wandavision Oh, I looked it up, actually. No, it's... Uh, well, yes, you're right. But basically, uh, Jack Schaefer came up with the story concept, who is the head one division writer. But uh, the writer of this one is... Uh, sorry? Oh, sorry? Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, no. It, look, one of it, look, if you hate one division or let down by one division, mm. the same thing happens here. Well, I mean, it's not... I want to kind of give credit where it's due. So the director is Kate Shortland, who did, like, lots and lots of sort of indie things that are supposed to be really good. Uh, The writer is Eric Pearson, who, from what I found out, has only done Marvel shorts on the Blu-rays, like things on The Thing That Happened on the Way to Thor's Hammer, all that kind of stuff, and, like, uncredited rewrites on the Spider-Man things. This is, from what I can find, Eric Pearson's first screenplay as a solo writer. So it's a bit rough around the edges. Some things are underdeveloped. But at the same time, it's it's also wasn't a film that felt like it was made by a committee. 
it did have a sort of like I could imagine a person sitting in a room and writing the four of them just having a conversation and the farmhouse because they felt very passionate about it. It did have a sort of unique quality to it. Then whereas like the Spider-Man ones and the Ant-Man ones are super calculated, like that kind of aspect to it, which I did appreciate, you know. On one hand, I can see where you're coming from. Mm. On the other, I I don't know. I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, it's fair. Like that works for it and then it doesn't. Like I think yeah. if it was a case that we had, you know, something that actually kind of was worthwhile out of this, I would have been a lot happier with it. But the fact it just kind of exists in its own kind of world it's really let down by it. Like I, you know, the, the, the actual Captain America true line through it, mm. some kind of clever cameo would have been good. Some kind of clever callback would have been good. The fact that every time you're watching it, you know, no one's going to turn up really takes a lot out of it. Like, you know, for, you know, you're not going to have a Steve Rogers cameo, mm. right? But if this had been during the run up to Endgame, you probably the end of it probably could and here's if I was writing this, I would have had the ending of it, um, them breaking such and such out of prison or meeting up with They kind of alluded to that, yeah. They alluded to it, but they should have shown it. Yeah. Like think about how cool that would have been if he had been like the end of it, Steve Rogers is like, okay, let's go. And you would have had that connective tissue because you would have seen Falcon and then you would have seen the end credits and like yeah. yeah. I get I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's it's a tough one now because like with a movie like this you either go big epic Avengers level, like you said, Captain Marvel, things blowing up all over the place, or you keep it super small. I like the fact that maybe apart from the second one, the Spider-Man films are generally quite small and that's mm-hmm. the appealing aspect of it. Like, I think this kind of goes for both where it's like, it tries to have the intimate thing and then also destroying a big thing in the sky it's kind of you, you have to pick a lane, you know, yeah. as far as what your movie is about. And if the stakes are small, keep it small and that's fine. Have it just be people fighting in a room like, Here's, you know, we saw but, Solo. Solo here, didn't have any big. It was just three people fighting in a room at the end. And that was great. You know, Solo actually surprisingly was really good. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it. But here's what I'm saying to you. Um, the problem with this is the whole time you're watching it. And you even allude, allude to it as well. Remember, this is around the time of Thor Ragnarok as well. Where is everybody? Well, they're on the run. But that's the whole that's, space. Yeah, hold on a minute. No. Hold on. Tony Stark wouldn't sit there and go, oh, there's these girls been, uh, these girls been exploiting all these children. Mm. No. He would be like, okay, listen, I'm going to send two or three drones and sort your man out. Like... It just doesn't make any sense. It's like no. It's Look, so I've forgiven. I forgave so Thor the Dark World for that. Hey, I can forgive this hey, one no, for Thor the Dark World's different. They're in space. No, they're not in space. A big, a space. big column is attacking London with Christopher Eccleston on top Hold of it. Yeah, Iron they, Man can get there in half an on. hour. There's a Norse god there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he has it. It's fine. You know, it, it's, it, you know, I, mean, I do, I did like the joke where it's like, you know, I don't think the, the space god, the god from space needs to take some ibuprofen after a fight. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, like in the, like, they really should have had a scene about this where they're, where they're all just sitting around a room going, listen, 
what happened to this happens like well you have this because you're like mm. a god like you know yeah <laughs> or captain america's like i have this i'm a super soldier you know iron man because i'm iron. but like they don't even send news for hawkeye to come in and be like hey man you know you... i know he's in jail yeah but like it's like that, not, that you know, didn't bother me too much because I think the angle they were going for was Black Widow has just lost her Avengers family and she's putting her old family together cathartically to initiate her to get the Avengers back together for Infinity War. That I didn't yeah, mind. No, make, if it's no, in the it body sense. of the text, yeah, it doesn't it bother sense. me. Like, you it's, know. Just, it's just kind of silly. You know, you're like, yeah. you know. But anyway, it, it, has the, it, has the, it has the Iron Man 3 problem mm. in that sense where it's like, oh, there's this massive threat and no one's doing anything. Yeah. You know, fair enough. A, and you know, like, it's, it's a tough one. I think, and I, I don't mean to be mean on it cause I did enjoy it, but I think you can actually trace back sort of the lack of, at least in terms of the action, the sort of lack of inventiveness to taskmaster, the twist around that character is nice, but think about this. She has a sword, uh, bow. She pops the Wakanda claws. Yeah, but nothing clever is actually done with them. It's the worst betrayal of Taskmaster ever. Mm. And look, I love Taskmaster as a oh, character. God, yeah. You think he's, he's really cool? It's like okay. I, now the problem is I don't have that. She's a woman. I think I think it's a cool cool mm. concept. But they didn't know with it. It's, it's that's like, what I mean, though. It's, it's like, like if this is to, to well, we might as well just say it. Like yeah. you know, the whole thing is that in it's, pursuing it, the main bad guy when um. She was younger. Black Widow, our main Black Widow. God, that's confusing. Yeah. Um, Scarlett Johansson, thank you. Uh, blew up a building with a young girl inside. And they referenced this or in the low when Loki's making a speech in the Avengers or, yeah. you know, retroactively, they took that and made that part of this film. Yeah. So that's all cool. If you want to make her damaged and kind of make her guilty for something, really delve into that. Like there's no... They haven't done that with any of the other main Avengers. Make them feel really guilty about something, you know, but they kind yeah. of flirt with the notion and then don't do anything with it. Yeah. Which is you know, a real I, shame, you know. But even still, like, it's like, yeah, she pops out. Like, I did like the touches, you know, where she, mm. where you see bits where they do a lot of the Captain America shield fighting. And, mm. You know, she pops the Wakanda claws. Why? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's literally just oh I don't understand I understand that reference clap 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 it's like you don't fight like Black Panther what what was the point (laughs) yeah like I mean I don't want to be one of those like in the comics it's better type people because this is a functionally a new character yeah I'm fine with that but all I want is something support no I'm not even talking about the comics because I I, that ship has has sailed a long time ago I used to be like that and then you, you realize that they are different texts but I mean like Look, Pass- once the Mandarin has sung Ole, 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 the ship I love, song on I, I love, that. I love that I love too. That. But like, I love it so much. You just have to accept Brilliant. this is not the comics and yeah. make your peace with it. And you know, you know? what? And look, I, but what I mean is like, the, ta- the twist just seems to be, oh, Taskmaster is a woman. I mm. bet you weren't expecting that. Well, yeah, it's, and, it's, a bit, and, it's a bit more than that. Taskmaster I know, I know. is the woman that Black Widow created because yeah, of her sins I, and stuff. Fine, yeah, yeah, but th- that's not the way it's portrayed. Right. Because, like, through the whole time, and again, I know the stunt, ma- the stunt person was a man. Mm. So all the stunts that's actually been done has been done by a bloke. And it's like, it's just, it, there's no, they could have done so much with, but, you know, because if, if it had been a case where, you know, they set that up 
where Taskmaster was a more was basically a black widow mm. without being a black widow and was able to do this kind of stuff as well where she's able to adapt to black uh to black widows fighting stance perfectly but then been able to do certain kind of cool things with the shields literally there's no difference it's just like we it, it, it's such a massive wasted opportunity like it, i don't know have you played the spider-man games like the most recent one i haven't no there's a big taskmaster thing in that where he's one of the villains in it and how you have to fight him and it's it's really cool and even in the comics as well it they, they it's the worst portrayal of taskmaster but i'm willing to give it a pass mm. because She's obviously going to come back. She might even be that's, a hero or an anti villain. That's true. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it's pretty much like, it's like the way the Black Panther in Civil War is awesome, but in the movies, it's really lame. Yeah. Or like Bucky, like, you know, is unstoppable yeah. in Winter Soldier until he becomes a goodie. Exactly. Point, and his arms he, can fall off. Yeah. Then he becomes uh, human, basically. Yeah, but yeah, actually, yeah. now that you brought it up, you've hit on a really good point, which is that the two things that, um, I'm not. She's not Scarlet Witch. The two things that it's so hard. <laughs> Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow, yeah, um, has is struggling with is her Avengers family has just fallen apart and mm. uh, the the stuff she did in her past, yeah. And there could be some really good pathos in fighting a character who is a resp- her, her fault and b has the powers of all of the Avengers and you know and they kind of just don't yeah. do anything. And I think that's a real shame. It doesn't bring down the movie because Ray no. Winston is the baddie and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's fine. Like, that's fine. But, but uh, the thing is, it, like, it, Taskmaster's thing is that he's really, really just, you can't beat him because you're fighting yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's never explored. But then, you know, obviously, like, think about it. If, you know, you know all of them better. Mm-hmm. Taskmaster being used against Hawkeye. That's that's actually they're fighting, they could still do that I fight, suppose fighting Black Widow yeah where it's just like you're responsible for her death now you have to fight her yeah yeah you know but like it's like there's a great movie here that wasn't written you know and a, a lot could have been done and look I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt mm. but I would say even as it is now for all its weaknesses placing it two or three years ago would have done it a world of good. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be stronger if, because inevitably when I'll watch these movies again, if I watch it just after Doctor Strange or yeah, whatever, might, might be would, it, would it feel a bit stronger, you know? Yeah, it might be a good idea. Like, yeah. And for me, that's where it sits. You know, that that's where it sits. And I'm like, it just, it it's too weird. It's too, mm. and even with the end credit scene, it's like, this feels like a different movie. Mm. You know, it's like, this is just, oh, I, I, you know, I, I really... It left a bad taste in my mouth, but not because yeah. it was bad, but because like this should have been wasted. Yeah, it's I mean, it's funny enough. I was thinking about this in regards to like the last episode of Sherlock just before we started recording. And like there's something really weirdly frustrating about something that's almost great. Mm. More so than something that's just bad. If something's just bad, yeah, when you can kind of just bad, kind bad. chuckle along with it. You yeah, know, you, but forget you, about kind it, of, yeah. you want it to do better and it's nearly there. I wonder even if this film was completely finished, you know, because That's this true. is kind of starting to be filmed in 2020. Yeah. Maybe we should give it the benefit of a doubt that it was kind of scrambled together no. in some respect. No, no, no. I, I don't. No, I don't. No. And the reason why is because this movie was supposed to come out two or three years ago and they wasted the opportunity by by making the trash baby that is Captain Marvel and Black Panther. Ah, it's not a trash baby. It is a trash baby. 
Nothing happens. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> she gets her family back. <laughs> I want my family back. Oh actually, my God. Anyway. To, actually, to be honest, all the performances in this are all very good. They're quite they big in parts. Yeah. Uh, Florence Pugh is my kind of star player. Oh, but she, there isn't a single actor I didn't enjoy in this. It was great seeing Rachel Weisz again. She's cool. Yeah. Um, I really oh, like God, Rachel Weisz. Poor pig. Yeah. <laughs> He had a living seconds left. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I, enjoy, I did enjoy it. You know, I, I think I really want that family unit to still do things. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. You, you still want them to be like, you know, you know, the way the Fantastic Four are in the comics or in everything mm-hmm. except for the Marvel MCU, where it's like, you know, they're there. Yeah. And they show up sometimes to be like, hey, yeah, carry the one there and you'll you'll solve exactly, the problem. Yeah. Right, that's, we'll see you later. that's a little bittersweet as well because the family yeah. unit is great, like yeah. genuinely great, like, you know, but like in a normal Marvel thing, you'd be like kind of, oh, I can't wait for them to get back together. But apart from the post credits, the film doesn't bring the fact that she's dead into its narrative. No, because which, like, which, gives, which gives it a little bit of a bitter quality, you know. Now, here's the thing with the, so let, going into Loki, right? Mm. So we'll talk about on it on the whole, but basically, okay, spoilers, spoilers again, spoilers for Loki. Um, it's Woo. setting up that Ka- that Kang the Conqueror is the next big bad bad of the MCU, right? Oh, so you Ka- just went straight in there. Yeah. So <laughs> Kang is basically he's a time traveler who mm. conquers different dimensions, right? Uh, and it, look, it's it's more detailed than that. <laughs> it, that's a nine-hour podcast, which mm. I'm not getting into. Well, let's at this let's, point. let's maybe take us a few steps. Hold on, back. Hold on, hold on, okay, just, okay, just, okay. Before, just, before, just before I do that, right? Okay. But 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 basically, because the next MCU villain is Dimension Hopper, right? We're going to be hopping dimensions, right? So that means that we could see this family unit being shuffled around. Oh, I see what you placement. mean. Okay, you know what I mean. Where it's just like yeah. everything that we have so far is all kind of disjointed. So they're going to shuffle around. So we don't really know what's going to happen. But I, I'd imagine the status quo now is really up for debate and up to be moved around. Sorry, that that's just where I wanted to go with that. No, so, no, you know, you're. Ab- I hadn't considered that. You're absolutely right. But actually, since you've pivoted into it. Let's mm. talk about Loki. I don't think you and I have talked about Loki in no, general on this show. We so we have not. No, we've uh, not. maybe, maybe I know Kev has talked about it separately for on a different show. Yeah. But like, yeah. what have your feelings been across the whole series? Uh, it's the best Doctor Who in years. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, you know, for you, uh, my heart was dancing because I'm like, oh my god, this is the Doctor Who that Keen deserves. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Like in every Funnily enough, world. I didn't get that vibe. How did I, you? I don't know how it. I missed how, it. Hold on. But yeah. <laughs> That's no, Keen. Come on. It's no Doctor Who oh, thing on the planet. Oh, it's super timey wimey. But I was getting more of a a Rick and Morty vibe because well, you've got what, like a big council of like anarchic time controllers. Yeah. Well, just one of the, well, messing one of the, around with things. Well, one of the main writers is a Rick and Morty writer. Oh, okay. That makes. That's sense. what that is. But um, no, man, it's it's it's. Well, here's the thing, Tom Hiddleston, like like t- the days of Tumblr, Tom mm. Hiddleston in 2013 was like the the big, the big lust to be the Doctor. You know, at some point, people really wanted him to be the Doctor, and I can, I can see that. You know, 
But I'm oh like, yeah, but so is Cumberbatch. Like whoever is English good. and famous, will someone will want them to be the doctor well, for I, like a, a few months? Well, I would still want them. To, you know, I think that's not a bad choice. But mm. you know, it's just the the anarchic. It's weird. It's like the perfect time capsule of like the Doctor Matt Smith, right? David yeah, Tennant, that, yeah. And and that's what Loki's kind of is now. This Loki, and even with Sylvie, who was female Loki, I'm like, oh wow. Jodie Whittaker probably could have just done that. No that is a bit of an eerie resemblance, yeah. It is an eerie resemblance. It's like, oh, well, but, they've just done this, you know? But the funny thing is, is that you're, like, there's, I, I see more similarities to the Master than the Doctor, who, Fair. let's not forget, the, the Master and Missy were dancing together. They were. Yeah. In, their, in their finale, like, you know, and, like, you've got two time travellers who are kind of have potential to be redeemed, but they're anarchic and all but, that but, crazy but, stuff. What, but, but what I mean is, like, the, the energy. It's not even the characters as such. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's the energy of it. It's like, I, it felt really good. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it gave me the, the Doctor Who feeling, which I haven't had since... Um, when I stop watching it, because I'm just like, right. I hate this show. You know, because <laughs> I hate it. Like, and it's just like, it's just, you know, but the thing about it is, if they, if they made it again, if they made this, this Doctor Who like this, it wouldn't be the same. It would be one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, we've already seen this. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. like the greatest hits. It's like, it's like a cover band. It's like a cover <laughs> band of like David, uh, David Tennant and Matt Smith. Yeah. You know? Well, um, that, that's a good point. And like, you know, it's, I really like that um, the Loki show sp- spent its first episode just really getting into Loki's character yeah, and kind of had, going through his... Now, obviously, I know there were continuity reasons they had to do that. But, the, but it was like, also they had a lot of ground to cover. You know, they had to they had to kind of get him emotionally to the same point he was when he died. But, but he's a different character. And they've officially now accepted him as a hero. So he's officially a hero now. He's no longer a villain. Yeah, well, that's that's yeah. exactly what I mean, though. It's like you could have very easily just had him kept dancing on the line of am I good, am I evil, and just kind of had him be a showman. But instead, they really put the effort in to show that, like, by putting him in the TVA in the first place, yeah, you are putting him in a position of you are insignificant and you don't matter. And they explicitly say the most important thing about you is elevating other people to glory. Yeah. So they've put him in a very vulnerable point from the beginning and then made him earn his place by the end of it, which is harder to do than it sounds. But what's amazing about this is you, but like, I know some people will be like, I, I saw a pretty negative review of the whole Loki series. And I do, I can understand that to an extent. Yeah. But I think they're missing the overall point of it, where it's like, you know, they had done everything they can with Loki, as in like the endgame Loki. Yeah. You, you can't do anything else with him. Like, there's nothing else you can do. Like, he's he's a hero with his brother, but he's done some horrible things and went back and forth, went back and forth, and didn't really learn what was important until he died. Or didn't die, right? Yeah. <laughs> this Loki was just about to go off and make all these crazy plans with his Tesseract. Mm. And then by the end of it, he's literally offered everything that he ever wanted with, you know, his girlfriend self that is him yeah which is very weird but also it's like yeah actually you know what yeah maybe that would make sense (laughs) well let's actually dive into that because i think this is an aspect that has been under kind of discussed which is that 
let's take this not as literal, you know, there's a billion Lokis. It's a mm. really good comic staple, especially with characters like Moon Knight, yeah. that a character goes into their own head and they talk to multiple versions of themselves. You've got an old version, a kid yeah. version, a female version, like even Sandman, the Spider-Man Sandman did it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so actually creating a series where Loki talks to other aspects of himself is a really clever way of, of fleshing out his character because Absolutely. you see all these dead ends where he could have gone this way and couldn't gone that way in a way that doesn't draw attention to itself. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, it's so clever in a sense that like, you know, and it's another kind of Doctor Who thing where it's actually it's a very Neil Gaiman Doctor Who thing. There is a stank of Neil Gaiman, especially off episode six. You're right. Yes. There's a lot of Neil Gaiman. Very Neil Gaiman. And that's that's the bit where like a really the, the Matt Smith Neil Gaiman episodes are smacking mm. me in the head. And I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. <laughs> this is yeah. so good. You know, and it's like it did so much. And uh, part of me wants more of it. And we are getting more of it in the season two. But, you know, I'm kind of glad it was so tight. Because I had a lot to set up. And it's the most satisfying of all the like one division was horrifically disappointing. Because I of, wouldn't go that far. No, but yeah, dude, I know, it, I know you're not alone in that. Yeah. You know, as far as like it's amazing and it's not. And the Winter yeah. Soldier, while we got John Walker and John Walker's class, it's like such a waste of time. You know, oh but, no, I love the Falcons a bit. No, and then the the, the the Falcon speech and oh it's so cringy. Well, so, actually, you know. I'm glad you brought up the speech because I think the one thing for me that episode six was lacking, fun as it was, was even though kind of you can make the case that the finales of Falcon and um Wanda kind of were the messier ones, mm. they both had a culminating moment where like for Wanda no, it was hold, family no, disappearing. But, yeah, but hold know, on. No, hold on, let me hold on. finish. Okay, sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry. And for Falcon, it was both his speech and then Isaiah getting the statue in the Captain America Museum. Okay. I, yeah. I felt a bit shortchanged by Loki in that the Sylvie thing and then going back to the TVA happens so quickly that it doesn't feel like this story is done. It's not. You know, it's not. Though. I know it's not, but I wanted there to be an ending. You will. With the potential for more. Like, you get you know, one. I felt you like will. we missed the beat. Dude, no. You... Hold on. Okay, I understand where you're coming from, but right. this leads directly into Spider Man. Oh, yeah, and also Doc- Doctor Strange. And okay, Loki inform me two. then. Okay, so the reason why everyone was so upset with WandaVision was because WandaVision's job we taught, and I think I even said this, and they said it as well, was to set up Doctor Strange and Spider Man, right? And it didn't, and that's why when they brought out Evan Peters and just like you know, C teased everybody with it, um. It was like, oh, what are you, what? Lies, <laughs> betrayal. Yeah. And then Captain America comes uh, Captain America comes out and you're like, okay, this is great, but, you know, w- where's the multiverse? Yeah. You know, <laughs> no one cares, like multiverse, you know? Oh, no, I'm terrified of the multiverse. I, wa- I want everything to I stay want where so, it is. I want, I want it so bad. I want it well, so actually, bad. Actually, you brought an interesting question then because the Loki has sort of, poured the multiverse over the table like an upside down bowl of shreds. Oh, they broke it. It's it's, uh, it's open now. Yeah. So with What If coming out in two weeks, is all of that canon? Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's not that it's canon. Um, okay. So, okay. So for anyone who doesn't know and listeners to the show, of course, you know, mm-hmm. multiverse is string theory. String theory is every single choice in your life creates a new dimension. For example, we didn't record a show tonight. 
There's another one where Bryn randomly drives halfway through. There's another one where... Well, Katie... this is a branching thing because we were supposed to record it yesterday. Exactly. This is a branching thing as well. <laughs> there's another one where we all recorded a show yesterday. There's another one where you, yeah. me and Bryn recorded a show yesterday. For example, there's just every possible choice or moment can create another timeline. right? And this is how Loki becomes an alligator. Exactly. <laughs> So this is exactly kind of the thing. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't imagine they're not that canon. It's just that they're not canon. It's like somewhere, mm. somewhere there's something happening right now. Yeah, and that's kind of what it is. And that's that's how we're going to start seeing this reshuffle. And what really annoyed me about the the Winter Soldier Captain America thing was, I'm like, I don't care. I want to see this. I don't want your dumb little speech. I don't want your dumb little armor, which is oh, it's so terrible looking. But it always looked terrible, even in the comics. I just want this. So now that I have this, I'm like, it's brilliant. <laughs> well, see, I think that's because we brought this up at the start of the Black Widow discussion, which is that I kind of go into this being like, I want to see this thing. and I want okay. it to have a beginning, middle and end. Whereas you seem to be kind of putting value on what does this add to the Marvel story? Yeah. Is, that, is that a fair assessment of where we're both coming from? It's a, it's a fair assessment where, like, because I'm so used to reading comics and, you know, I, I'm able to serialize this out, right? Mm. And when, when the goal of something is to set up something, I'm like, okay, that's fine. When it has a self-contained mission, that's fine too. The problem with the TV shows, and it, 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 it's, it's why I went off WandaVision, was because it lied to me. Um, you know, the whole point of these shows was to set everything up, and the only one that really did it was Loki. You well, know? that's you, you bring up an interesting point there, which is that presumably, even now in the Disney Plus era, the movies are the top tier in terms of leading the universe. No. So, like, like with Agents no. of S.H.I.E.L.D., um, no. okay, is there a case where, like, you know, um, Marvel, Disney Plus things will be? somewhat inconsequential by design as not to alienate cinematic viewers um do you know what i mean like they can't put no. too many things into it in case someone misses it that kind of thing maybe but also like things are gonna get so weird that you're gonna probably have to go along with it mm. you know like the next one uh the wasp um atman and the wasp the big bad and that is Kang the Conqueror, who actually mm. technically hasn't actually been in the show yet because we haven't. Well, really there, seen that's it. exactly what I mean. People could see that and not need to have seen Loki, but people who have will get like, you know, they're hedging their bets that kind of but way. One, but one thing I really liked about well, I liked everything about Loki, but one of the cool things was I loved the Planet of the Apes ending. <laughs> where you know, I did get that vibe, and yeah. I was like, oh my god, it's so cool. <laughs> like the fact that he just changed it, and I just think it's so clever. Mm. You know, it's such a it's such a cool thing where you're like the Marvel for like in the same week you have what the Marvel formula was, which another thing, the Winter Soldier and Black Panther, Falcon, whatever his name is, they have that problem of the old Marvel stink off. And you're like, oh, I'm I'm sick of that. I don't I've seen it. I don't care. You know, and they have Loki. You're like, oh, well, we're getting weird here, man. You know, it's. It's well, wild, I think you that's, know, that's going to be a thing with Marvel going forward now, which is there's going to be so much content that kind yeah, of look, by design. Look, but even Black Widow, like it's like I've seen that. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I, like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I want to see the weird stuff. Right. And now we're seeing the weird stuff. And I'm like, it's brilliant. And the, I'm, I'm just I saw a great meme. I was like, you know, you know, the way it's like uh, Ryan Reynolds. 
uh, your man who plays Wolverine and Jake Gyllenhaal at Christmas. Mm. You know that, know that one from a couple of years ago? But yeah. they're all dressed up as like uh, Scarlet Witch, <laughs> Doctor Strange and Loki. And it's just like the confusion on Doctor Strange's face after Loki and Wanda. It's like, what have you done? Like, yeah. <laughs> what the hell's going on? <laughs> like, I'm just, I just really, I can't wait to see that where he's just like, what, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. Well, look at the mess, you know. And I, just, I, I'm excited because it's like, oh wow, there's just endless possibilities here, you know. Yeah. And they can actually do it, and they are going to do it, and we're going to see the X Men, and we're going to see all this kind of stuff. It's going to be great, you know. I, I think with the, you know, where where the Marvel universe universe was, it was very stale and stagnant, and it was dying on the vine. You know, if they didn't go big, if they didn't do this reset. It's like, yeah, okay, right. You know, we're we're gonna blow this thing up out of the sky, and oh, there's gonna be another thing, and oh, sure, here's a speech, and oh, and there's this sixth, you know, variant of this character, and you know, here's this random A-list character mm-hmm. that, that was in the 50s or whatever. No, you know, this this gives us the opportunity to reshuffle, reshuffle, do some weird stuff, do some weird stuff on TV, do some big movies, you know, and, and just kind of mess around with and also get their new status quo because like the the one thing that the current Marvel Universe showed and Black pa- uh, Black Widow really, really, really put the spot and even Black Panther 2 with the fact that Chadwick Boseman sadly passed away oh, yeah. Black- they don't have anyone to really kind of run with this now you know, like even with Thor uh, the new Thor movie Chris Hemsworth's leaving so it's like well, you're kind of screwed. Like, you know, or you know? is he joining the Guardians of the Galaxy? Well, he is joining Guardians of the Galaxy, but you know, he, he's not going to be Thor, right? He's, mm. he's going to be hanging out with the Guardians, right? Mm. But what I mean is they don't have anyone to kind of pin this on. So what they need to do now, and it, you can see it, they are doing this realignment where mm. it's like, whatever's going to happen, and it looks like they're doing Secret Wars, where you might get the massive run of these characters are different ones or different people coming in and do different things like they're doing with Spider-Man and Deadpool coming in officially now with, with Korg. Um, you know, where they have these different, um, they just throw stuff at the wall. Like, I think the next big event movie is going to be Secret Wars where you just have tons of people. Well, WandaVision is built up to that. Spider-Man's built up. Yeah. I think you're probably right. And then Kang's like, further down the line. I think that's yeah. just it. They haven't crystallized into what the next big thing they're building towards is yet. But, so but you're right. Great. There is this but to get to slightly the, adrift quality to some of it. But to get to have the cake and eat it too. Mm. And by the sense of that is like, you know, just say everyone really, really likes Iceman from X-Men. Right. <laughs> Again. And he's in, in an, he's in one of the things, right. They get to be like, oh, well he, he survives. <laughs> or just say they really really like or they really really want Andrew Garfield back well he survives you yeah. know <laughs> this is like they can literally just be like well who do people like and then I know but you them, kind you know? of Marvel didn't get where it was by just giving people what they wanted no I one know. was asking apart from you maybe was asking for a Thor movie back in 2008 you know hold on everybody was asking for a Thor movie I'm sorry I disagree I, I did not go to the same school as you <laughs> <laughs> um, a Loki movie maybe but no there were no Thor or Captain like I was the only Captain America person in my school that's fair yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but what, what I mean is like for the next little while they get to have the cake and eat it too and get to try different things like there's no the, the problem is with Marvel the boredom set in because of the Marvel formula is very formulaic mm. 
with, with the exceptions, like Guardians of the Galaxy broke that thing into a million pieces by just showing how weird they can push it. Yeah. The fact that in the next Spider-Man movie, there's going to be three Spider-Men and like a rake of villains from all different movies. I, I refuse to believe that until I see it. Well, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> and the fact that they're just going to be there and it's like, oh, wow, this is weird. You know, it's like, but it's not really because we've seen this before in the the animated series and in Spider-Verse and all kind of stuff. It's like, it, it this multiverse thing is is in the dna of the mcu mm. and it's why the mcu always felt walled in because even from the beginning we're going back to tour with dr selvick talking about it on his board when he's in the mental institution you know it's like th- from the beginning they were talking about that this is the way it actually is the, the different universe it. numbers are on the yeah. whiteboard yeah i remember yeah. it's like for the longest time they were talking about it they just never thought that people would go along with. They never thought that it would be a kind of a situation where it would be big enough to be able to do. Well, look, I remember people saying, oh, Marvel fatigue is going to set in every year since 2012. And, you know, at least commercially, it hasn't yet. No, because the movies are still good. Yeah. You know, the, the TV shows haven't been what they wanted them to be, I'd imagine. But, you know, the variation in, in them does yeah. have to be commended. Like, WandaVision is, until the last two episodes... Um, is the most unique thing I have ever seen. Mm. Um, particularly in the last couple of years. The fact that Loki is Doctor Who mm. is amazing. <laughs> well, that's just it, actually. You've cycled back to Doctor Who there, and Doctor Who was at its most successful when it just went, all right, let's do Frankenstein and put Doctor Who in it, or let's yeah. do Sherlock Holmes. And put, like Now they're at the stage where they're like, all right, let's do Malcolm in the Middle and put Marvel in it. Let's yep. do... Doctor Who and put Marvel like they it's big enough that they can just try stuff yeah you know and that's it you know I I think that's that's its strength you know it's like it needs to not constantly iterate but mm. they are comics mm. and you know what people forget about comics is you know I know I'm aware we're on at five o'clock yeah. <laughs> but a bunch of people did a bunch of things in the 60s that helped them come up with ideas and they wrote those ideas. Oh, yeah, sure. Let me quote and, Stan Lee from Ant-Man 2. The 60s were fun, but I'm paying for it now. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, Jack Kirby. <laughs> Jack Kirby was awesome, but man, yeah. like, I don't know what he was tapping into, but this is what you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Doctor Strange is not is on a Pink Floyd album cover for a reason. <laughs> That's it, you know. And on that note, unfortunately, we are just up against it on time, Dara. So is there any final thoughts you want to offer? I'm... T- Deadpool tragically left at the curb, but I'm sure he'd understand. Is he'd there anything understand. you want to say think, before we wrap? I think it's fitting. If you haven't seen the, the Deadpool teaser, um, do it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, guys, go over to uh, Nerd to Know Media for all of our content. Um, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's all for me this week. Excellent. Well, guys, we will be back next Saturday for our radio listeners and of course, if you're on the Spotify, there's all of Lisa's shows. There's all of Katie's talking to all the wonderful guests. There's Kev's adventures into the animatum. We have our own little multiverse. So if you we haven't do. already, go check out the Nerds Know Media on Spotify. Until then, I've been Kean, he's been Dara, and we've had the entire multiverse with us. So from all the million variants of us, bye! She says I'm not romantic. I say she's so dramatic. 
Check out the rest of Rewind here on Phoenix 92.5 FM every Tuesday at 8pm to 9pm. And of course, over on NerdToKnowMedia.com, the only wrestling podcast by wrestling fans who don't hate wrestling. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.